Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Making Monsters with Taylor Dahl. It's like beer and brats. A perfect combination. You know the deal. All right, welcome back to another episode of Making Monsters. I'm Taylor Dahl. And today we have a very special episode. Unfortunately, we saw Justin Fields suffer an injury last weekend uh, to his thumb, dislocated, broken, not totally sure the extent of it yet or what exactly is going on. They're being a little vague, but he hasn't practiced at all this week. And it looks like we may have a, a new starting quarterback this weekend. We saw a glimpse of Tyson Bajet, and that's who this episode is on. We saw him come in for Justin Fields last week, and most people who are Bears fans are familiar with this name by now. Tyson Bajan beat out P.J. Walker this offseason in camp after the Bears signed P.J. Walker earlier in the season. Uh, Tyson Bajan, an undrafted free, uh, an undrafted rookie, uh, came in and really battled through camp and really uh, was able to prove himself and won a spot on the roster. And then even further than that, then beat out Nathan Peterman the next few weeks to start the season to become QB2 for the Chicago Bears. And that's why we're here today to talk to Coach David Walker, uh, coach, he's a former coach of Martinsburg High School. Are you still there, Coach? I am. Okay. Well, that's a long. You, how long have you been there now? Well, I was here for 22 years, and I, I took a college job for three years, and then I just recently came back. This is my first year back. So, but I was okay. here the whole time Tyson was here. Okay. Uh, so it's pretty much home to you then, Martinsburg High School. Yes. And uh, that's where Tyson Bajant went to high school, as you just mentioned. So uh, tell us a little bit about, first of all, thank you for hopping on uh, with me. I really appreciate it. We're super excited to learn more about Tyson because everything I've heard about him is really, really good things when it comes to the type of person he is, his work ethic, the way he is on the football field, the way he is in the locker room. So I'm excited to learn more about that. But tell us a little bit about the start of Tyson. I know he took over the starting QB role in his junior season, uh, his junior and senior seasons but before that uh what was your first impressions of Tyson and and his freshman and sophomore years and how did all that all of that kind of come to fruition well his his freshman year he played on our freshman team and he did a really nice job you could tell that that he had um he just had that moxie to him um you know it's just a, a student of the game really worked on it and he actually ended up starting for us as a sophomore uh, the second game of the season, our starter got hurt. Okay. Very familiar. Yeah. Very familiar. And he ends up starting, and he, and he played the whole year and, and had a had a really, really good uh, year for us, uh, led us into the playoffs, and then came into our junior year, and his junior senior year, we never lost. Wow. Um, I mean, we were state, you know, state champions his junior senior year, and he mm-hmm. was the Gatorade player, Gatorade player of the year his, his senior year, so. You know, all the things you just said, I mean, just a great kid, great player, but even better person, uh, very mature, uh, just uh, works on his craft, uh, time in, you know, as a student of the game, and, and has has that moxie and, mm-hmm. and just does the things that, that you're supposed to do. Well, tell us a little bit about that start. Then he came in game two, uh, sophomore season, that's filling in some 
that's some pretty big shoes. You're a sophomore. You're young. You're coming in. You have a year of experience under your belt and with the younger team, the JV team. Um, but then you're coming in and you're having this starting role as a uh, as a, a starting quarterback, and you lead them to a, a great season. And so, what did you see from him? almost right away coach that made you confident that he could be the starting quarterback moving forward for you guys? Well, I think his decision-making, okay. um, he, he made his decision-making was, was really good in his accuracy. Uh, accuracy was top notch. I think the big thing for him as, as a 10th grader was the fact that his physical, he had some physical limitations because he was young, you know, playing against older kids. And a lot of something that a lot of people didn't know about Tyson when he was in high school, he was actually like the youngest kid in his class. He should have had another year, of high school and everyone makes this big thing you know he, he didn't have any offers and had no stars and all this stuff coming out of high school but if, he, if he'd have had one more year of high school he probably would have had several mm-hmm. um, but that being said he came in as a 10th grader and just really took control of things and uh, had some growing pains here and there but by the end of the year he was really one of the top quarterbacks in the state and then and he worked really hard uh, in the off season to prepare himself for what was to come in the next two years here. Yeah, it's and pretty much everything you're saying is what I have heard. I talked earlier actually to his offensive coordinator from Shepherd, Coach Hyatt, and he said very similar things. And even when it came to his accuracy, his anticipation, his he he was talking about his decision making being such a such a big part of Tyson's game and why he has been able to succeed at all levels. And I'm glad you pointed out the age thing, because that was one of my questions. It seems like both places he's been, and that's backed in high school and, and at Shepherd university. He really, he set record after record uh, for players when it comes to passing yards and completions and touchdowns and everything when it comes to the schools he's played at. And so I was curious as to why, you know, maybe there wasn't that, the, that recruiting, the high level recruiting coming after him, but Probably that age, like you said, if he would have stayed there a little bit longer, maybe we would have seen a little more of that. He had he had one Division one offer. Okay, uh, I think at all University of Albany, Albany, New York. He had, mm-hmm. he had he had an offer. You know, I don't. It was a it was a kind of a soft offer. He he went up for a visit and stuff. But I think the big thing with him, he's, he's really grounded. He wanted to stay close to his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, Shepherd was a great fit for him. And then going there and then having the COVID year and having that extra year really. He was. It really allowed him to catch up, you know, to, to what he needed to do as far as being a year behind everyone. So, um, but he's very he's very family oriented, and, and just being able to stay close to home, I think, really helped him focus on the things he needed to do to be a to be a great player. And and honestly, I'm really not surprised at all the success that he's had. I mean, he's just one of those guys that you know, and uh, things going to happen for him. Well, and tell us a little bit about the the leadership side of him, coach, because it. You mentioned him coming in his sophomore season and having to take over that team. It was his freshman season at Shepherd. He was starting there, and then now he is where seven, six, seven weeks into a Chicago Bears NFL season, and now he's having to take over this role as a, a starting quarterback in the NFL. And the offense is pretty young for the most part, too. Uh, the majority of the offensive line, uh, both backs are young. Uh, wide receivers pretty young outside of uh, DJ Moore, who is more of the veteran inside so he's taking over a pretty young offense and what has his experience been like when it comes to that leadership side of taking over control of being that quarterback position well I, I think the big for him he leads by example so he'll be he's going to put in more work than everyone he's mm-hmm. going to be the first guy there the last guy to leave uh and he, he's so cool and collected he doesn't get rattled um 
I mean, he 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 comes off like a, like a veteran, and and he did at a very early age, and and I'm seeing a lot of that as as well with watching his press conferences and stuff. Now it's it's very um, similar to the way he was, you know, as a, as a young as a young man. But I think the thing with him, he he just doesn't he doesn't get rattled, and he just he works his tail off, and and he leads by example. And I think when you do that, I think other guys uh, they they it builds confidence in your teammates and. And especially if they're all, you know, they're all in that together. So mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to have each other. They're going to circle the wagons and they're going to have each other. And I think that's, you know, it's so important at that position, mm-hmm. having the confidence of everybody else on your team. Definitely. And it's something we saw almost right away in camp that we're like, man, who is this kid? Because he kind of is coming in and he, he seems comfortable. It looks like what, no matter what, if he was with the, if he was practicing with the ones or the twos, he, he looked like he fit in. And you saw that in the preseason pretty quickly too, where people are immediately asking more questions about who Tyson Bajant was because he, he looked like he had already been in the NFL for a little bit. He looked like he was the starting quarterback of the bears. And he was coming in here knowing that at this time, honestly, he was kind of even fighting for uh, that third spot, that third quarterback spot. So it was really cool to kind of watch him, just the, the confidence and how it even grew throughout the throughout the offseason for him. Uh, one thing I obviously that kind of sticks out with him, uh, his dad, his dad, uh, very vocal, the the things that I've read and watched about Travis yeah. Pageant. Uh, he's obviously arm wrestling champion, and he definitely has quite a personality, but it does seem like he also had a lot of influence of on Tyson and and his football and playing career and what and so what can you tell us a little bit about his dad and maybe how where that has led Tyson now? Well, I, th- I think Tyson is the perfect combination of his of his mother and his father. Okay. You know, he's got the he's got the confidence of his father, but he he's got the calmness of his mother. So I think it's a really good combination for him to have mm-hmm. and having both of those two uh, you know to draw from. But his dad has always been there. He's his biggest supporter, him and his mom. And, and his dad was a great parent to have in our program and, um, and just always supportive. And, uh, and no matter what, he was just always supportive and, and very realistic with his son. So, uh, you know, but they, they exude confidence and, and, and they're, you know, you hear people use the term, you know, they're built different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this case, in this case, that that is the case. <laughs> they're built different. They are definitely built different. And, uh, not surprised at all at, at what I'm witnessing. Yeah, I, I sorry, this cut off for a second. I uh, yeah, and I totally I've seen like I said a ton of interviews of his dad, and I, I haven't seen as much about his mom. But the interviews that I have seen that were based around his mom, like you mentioned earlier in the interview, it's it's very. You could tell he loved his family and he was close with his family. And the coach from Shepard kind of said similar things when it came to why, you know, why he probably chose Shepard maybe of some of the other opportunities he did have that that closeness because he did have the chance to. He entered the transfer portal uh, right before his last season at Shepard, too, and then ended up deciding to stay. And I know that was probably a major factor. Uh, A couple more for you, Coach, before I let you go, because you mentioned uh, the state championships. And I, I believe there was two, 2017 and 18, both. Of those you won, we we did. We we made a run there where we won uh, like eight eight out of ten. But he he won in sixteen and seventeen. Okay, he was back in sixteen and seventeen. So tell us about those seasons a little bit because I mean I know high school football. I live in Florida. High school football in Florida is very very competitive. So when you are seeing teams win back to back state championships, it definitely shows. Uh, the talent and the level of talent that's on that team. And obviously we've seen it from Tyson, but what was that experience like for him? Because it had to be really cool to be able to lead a team twice to something that big in, in high school football. 
Well, it started with that sophomore year because that year we were really young. We started like eight sophomores, and Tyson was the leader of that group, and it was a really tight-knit group. And so those guys all matured together, and we really had a great mix of athleticism, and we were really good up front on both sides of the ball. So Mm -hmm. it was just kind of the perfect – you know, we had we had we had it. We were good everywhere, and he 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 was the catalyst for that as well. So we went. In most offenses, you're going to go as your quarterback goes. So he yep. he was just one of those guys. And you know, we would I would tell him, hey, you can't have a bad day at practice. And he had very few of those, if any. And, and, and a lot of times, if we're running on air, the ball would never touch the ground. So um, you know, you you've got to if, if you're playing a position, you cannot have bad practice. You have a bad mm-hmm. practice, and everybody has a bad practice. So it was just one of those. It was just really exciting to watch him progress and watch him, you know, mature and watch him grow physically. He really worked hard on his on his physical attributes as well. And uh, you just watching it, and that's the lovely thing. Coaching high school, you get to watch these kids mature. Mm-hmm. You know, they get to the you know when they become adults, they're they're not going to get much bigger, faster, or stronger. But when you, you take a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid, you really can see that maturity and, and grow with them, and, and you feel like that you, you, know, you make a difference with, with what they're doing. So it's, uh, and it's a great thing to be a part of. It definitely has to be a cool experience because you saw this kid as a, a freshman in high school just kind of grow and develop and then do great things in college and now being able to have even an opportunity in the NFL and people really be behind him, which is really cool too because uh, the, not every organization has had the history of quarterback, the quarterbacks that the Bears have had, or I guess I can say lack of quarterbacks. So Tyson definitely is going to be kind of held to a pretty a pretty high standard in Chicago, but at the same time, people will love him very quickly. And um, that's just kind of how Bears fans are. Have you talked to Tyson recently at all since he's been on the Bears or since the draft process? Yeah, I've talked. To, I'm, I saw him um, last, two, last weekend or weekend before last. Uh, we had, we had a uh, an event here, a fundraising event, and they had an open week, and he flew home uh, to see his family real quick. So I was able to spend a couple hours with him. And, uh, you know, he, he's just uh, – you know, it's just like uh, any any other day. He mm-hmm. just he comes in, goes to work, and he's very collected. And he just say, you know, coach, I, I go to work, and you know, it's a job. And um, you know, he's excited, but at the end of the day, you you wouldn't know that you know that he's an NFL quarterback because he's very down to earth and mm-hmm. uh, you know just just a very humble kid. Yeah. Uh, well, he kid. He's not a kid anymore. <laughs> he's a humble man, I guess. But yeah. I'll still look at him as a kid. But yeah. he's um, he's very humble and. Yeah. Um, just a just a great person. Well, all that being said, Coach, this, uh, like I said, uh, could potentially be, and it's looking like it is going to be Tyson Bajan's first NFL uh, regular season start. How do you think he will be able to handle handle this big stage under pressure? Um, all of the things that are current, uh, kind of surrounding a, a debut like this. Well, I, I think it's exciting because he, he's going to get to prepare the, the 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 whole week with the ones, and mm-hmm. I'm eager to see how he does after being able to prepare. You know. As the starter, but I think once the game starts, uh, it'll it'll it's a game. So uh, he's you know obviously um, he's been on some big stages. Obviously not as big as this, but I think once once the game starts, it's you know he'll treat it just like it's another game. He's mm-hmm. got to go out and, and do his job, and, and he'll make sure he does his job to the best of his ability. Yep, I honestly I'm very confident in that. When he came into the game last week, it was probably the calmest I've been in a long time. When 
we when a backup was coming in. Uh, previous years, the backup comes in, and we were immediately like, oh, no. But this year, there was a little bit of ex- excitedness behind it because we really saw just so many glimpses of Bajan and what he was able to do. And I know it's preseason, and things change when you're in that full-speed, fast pace of the NFL. But um, I, I'm really, really excited to watch him this season, and I super appreciate you hopping on with me uh, and getting to know, uh, letting us get to know uh, Tyson Bajan a little bit more. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's my pleasure. Anytime. Thank you so much, Coach. And you have a good rest of your week. Uh, you too. Take care. Thank you. You too. All right, now we are continuing on our Tyson Bajant episode. Uh, as I mentioned a little bit ago, we are talking to Tyson's uh, high school coach, uh, and he went to Martinsburg in West Virginia. He, ante- he then went on to attend Shepherd University from 2018 to 2022. Um, and so now we're going to move on to that a little bit. We're joined by Coach Ty Hyatt. He's the former offensive coordinator for Shepherd University, now OC for Southern Utah. So, Coach, thanks so much for hopping on with me. Yeah, you're welcome. I really appreciate it. As I mentioned off of right before we started this podcast a little bit, Bears fans for pretty much the get-go were talking a lot about Tyson throughout camp, throughout the preseason. Um, And then when there was, when he could beat out P.J. Walker in camp, there was a lot of talk about how much people like this kid almost immediately. So uh, as I mentioned, you were the offensive coordinator for Tyson in his first three seasons, I believe, at Shepard. Is that correct? Yeah, for okay. three years. Okay. Um, so it's it's never a good storyline for us when we're talking about a player who gets injured, which is kind of what we're doing right now. Unfortunately, Justin Fields injured his uh, his thumb in the game last week. But the stories you do love to talk about are the ones like 
Tyson's uh, more of the underdog stories. And although Tyson on, on both levels, high school and college, really pro- like really was able to prove himself at a very high level, he was undrafted. So that that adds a little extra storyline to it. He beat out P.J. Walker, as I mentioned, in camp this summer and kind of battled with veteran backup Nathan Peterman and ended up winning over that second uh, quarterback job. And now it's looking like this weekend he's going to get his starting debut for the Chicago Bears. Uh, so let's just start from the beginning, Coach. Tyson, he, he had some opportunities from a few D1 schools and elected, but elected to go play at Shepherd. Tell us a little bit about your first impressions of Tyson at Shepherd University. You know, Tyson is. It doesn't really shock me that people would be attracted to Tyson. You know, when he first got to Chicago, because he is just one of the most low-key, humble uh, type people. Like great personality. Um, you know, and I still remember like meeting with Tyson. So it was funny. I was actually at a different school. Um, and we were trying to recruit Tyson, you know, but he was, he was obviously had some better offers and those type things, but he was one of the most polite kids, like always responded, said, Hey coach, I appreciate it, but thanks. And then I end up going to Shepherd and just meeting him for the first time. He's, you know, I still remember he said, Hey coach, I'm Tyson Bajan. Great to meet you. Excited to get to work. And right from the beginning, I mean, he just came in like such a professional showed up every day, worked hard. And, you know, the thing with Tyson, too, was that, you know, you go through kind of like his story, like like Shepherd University for being Division Two, like they had just played in a national title game two mm-hmm. years earlier. You know, he was replacing a kid who was who had gone to camp at the Redskins and Connor Jessup. So, I mean, for him to like step in as a freshman and all of a sudden like have all these older guys immediately just respect him and look mm-hmm. up to him. And he never wavered like he took that mantle on and took it head on, I mean, he was just, he was great from day one. And, and I mean, it just amazing kid. That's what we love to hear. And, and that's a lot for a kid coming out of high school, like you said, taking over a position that not only is usually a leadership type position, but also some taking over a role of a kid who was highly respected by the team and is now getting chances in the NFL. So that's that's big shoes to fill. So let's talk about that a little bit. His freshman season in 2018, he, he appeared in 10 games that season. Uh, he completed 253 of his 387 passes for 3,029 yards, 29 touchdowns. Um, the season that season he ranked in the top and top 11 and eight different NCAA division two categories. Absolutely crazy to read stuff like that. And when you pull up his name on the shepherd web, uh, the shepherd university website, the long list of records and all sorts of things that he holds, whether it's right. at shepherd or NCAA is absolutely crazy. But what did you see him, from him that season from Bajan and his freshman season that made you confident that he was going to be able to be that quarterback for you guys moving forward? Well, I think it goes with, like, his first game that season. So we played Notre Dame College, um, who they were both both programs really good in the Mountain East, Division II. Um, you know, his first college game, he threw for over 500 yards. Wow. And, and in the first game, and here's what's even more amazing is that, so he threw for 500 yards. There's another rookie right now, Jaleel McLaughlin, who started, who's playing for the Denver Broncos. Mm-hmm. He was the running back for Notre Dame. Okay. And so, like, that first game of his college career, I mean, just to see him be able to do that against, obviously, a team that obviously had NFL talent on the other side, um, and to do that as a true freshman. Like, you know, after the game, we ended up losing by two, which, you know, you hate losing, but all of a sudden you just look at the stats and you're like, man, Tyson threw for that many yards, and, <laughs> and he did all these type of things as a true freshman. Yeah. Um, 
and again, I mean, I think just throughout the season, like it was just one of those things where, um, like I, I could tell really early on, and this is what I think separates Tyson is that even as a freshman, his ability to process football information Mm -hmm. so quickly, I think is what separated him from any other player that I think has, at least quarterback wise has come through Shepard division two, any of those type things, like his ability to do that. And at such a young age Mm -hmm. and it, and it was growing like throughout the season, you could see him getting better and better. And then all of a sudden, I mean, I really feel like, you know, coach McCook, who's the head coach at Shepard now still like, you know, we would just sit there and kind of be in awe of just like, this guy is going to be pretty special. And that's, and after that first game, we kind of knew like, man, this guy is going to, he's really going to get it. And he's going to go, uh, pretty far places. Well, and yeah, now we are seeing it here. I'm about to have his first. And obviously, we saw him in the preseason. He started some games there. And last week, he came in for Justin. But his debut starting in the regular season for the NFL, it's a big game for him. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But it's funny you mentioned uh, Jaleel McLaughlin. You said his name was right? Yeah, um, he, yeah. uh, we The Bears played Denver a few weeks ago. And he had... I want to say almost 100 yards in that game. And I remember them mentioning, actually, that he went to – because they were like, went to Notre Dame, not that Notre Dame, the other Notre Dame, but this kid was absolutely (laughs) incredible in college. So it's funny because I just heard that name recently. Um, But you were talking about the processing information side of – and obviously, it's so important for a quarterback to have because you see the you see guys all the time when you hear you know they're athletes and they can do this and they they have the body types and they have this. But being able to really process what's happening on the football field and truly understand what's going on is is so important, especially at that position. So that that kind of brought that brings me to because the following season the numbers just jumped incredibly, and I mentioned the ones from that freshman year. But the next year goes to. 43 over 4300 yards 26 touchdowns so it was a large part of that improvement just from freshman to sophomore year that processing information and getting comfortable in the offense yes absolutely and I think too with Tyson you know he going into his freshman year he he had a good idea of an understanding of what was going on offensively but then that spring I mean I don't think I've ever and I've never coached a player since that is you know he's in the film room all the time. Like people talk about those things and, oh, they're a student of the game, this and that. Like mm-hmm. what I would say with Tyson is that he was on a completely different level. I mean, he had so much command of everything that was going on that, you know, I still remember going into a sophomore season, we started giving him, you know, different run checks, different pass checks, like protection checks, like different things that you just don't see a lot of quarterbacks do at the college level, especially in today's game, because, everything is so RPO oriented and Mm -hmm. things built in, but you know, he was doing things in my opinion that, you know, now the bears are asking him to do, they're asking him to do run checks and pass checks and all these other different things. And this guy was able to do that as a sophomore in college. And I just think his ability to be able to take that and then take ownership of it and do those type things. And then for the team to be able to see that, to then be able to see that confidence in him to do that, mm-hmm. I just think really helped him take that next step that second year. Yeah, which and, and you could see that. You see it in the numbers. You see it in all the all of the st- the statistics he was able to do. But the the following season, he obviously it was COVID season, and that was unfortunate for a lot of players because things just obviously weren't the same. Uh, some teams, I don't know, what did you guys did you guys end up playing the entire season? Was it a shortened season? What did you guys do that year? We, it was a it was a shortened season. There okay. was one game, um, you know, and I think it was just one. It was tough for everybody, but it you know, 
just played the one game versus a PSAC team. Okay. Um, and that's so obviously different, all the different conferences div, did different things. But just in general, as a as a football player during that, that year, it was difficult because you weren't being able to practice with your team. A lot of things were at home and virtual and all of those things. But it, you almost didn't see any drop back whatsoever when it came to from that season. I know after that you left. So... It, you weren't there to see personally, but I'm sure you were kind of following along with what Tyson was doing. And so that next year, it just everything that he was already doing almost seemed like it improved. And he pretty much had an entire season off from football. Was that something like you noticed when you watched him a little bit after that that COVID year that he was just getting better as this as the years were progressing and and pretty and pretty fast? Oh yeah. Well, I can tell you one of the hardest decisions was leaving Tyson Bajant mm-hmm. because he's a he's a one in a lifetime player. Yeah. He is just, you know just a person who everything that he is and but I can tell you so during that COVID summer and when it came out that we weren't going to play um you know our our head coach at the time was like hey like the season's canceled. Everyone's obviously disappointed, but he said, "Hey, everyone take some time with your family. Like we're going to recruit this and that, but take time and Right after that announcement with the team, we were going to go to Outer Banks as a family to spend some time. And the first person to call me was Tyson Bajan. And he said, hey, coach, he said, hey, uh, I know this is going on, but can we watch some film? Like, can we get together and get this? He's like, I'm going to spend some time with my family, but I just want to get with you. Like, what? let's watch some things. Let's see what I can get better at this and that. And I mean, and this is in June. Wow. This is in June of COVID. (laughs) He's ready to go. And he's ready to go, and, and I really think, like, you know, for a kid for a kid like that, because it's human nature not to it, – it's human nature just to say, oh, well, the season's canceled, we have time, this and that. Tyson Bajan, like, there was no time off. Like, he, he was to it. He wanted to get better. He wanted to see what he could improve on. And, I mean, and that's one of the things that I've told scouts and everybody, like, when they ask about Tyson, like, man, what separates him? And that story to me just really separates of like, man, here's a guy that his season's been canceled and everything else going on, but he's the guy that wants to watch film. He wants to get better because he knew that obviously Shepard and winning and everything else, but like he knew that he was going to play at the highest level and mm-hmm. he was preparing himself from a very early age. Yeah, and it's uh, that quarterback room in general right now and the Bears definitely has that mindset because Justin Fields was one of the ones that kind of led the Big Ten into playing because they didn't want to and Fields was the one that led the kids of like hey we want to play football we don't want to we don't want to take this break and it seems like Tyson if he would have had the choice would have played that season also Uh, a couple more for you coach before I let you go and because you talked about just him knowing that he was going to be able to play at a high level um, and and keep playing football so some of the things that obviously stick out because one of the biggest things when it comes to Justin Fields and what this offense has kind of been built around and that now we're kind of looking at Tyson how much are they going to have to change things and shift things and you said there are some comparisons so a couple things I want you to speak on the mobility factor how how mobile can Tyson be and this arm strength because those are two of the things that stick out most with Justin is how strong his arm is and how mobile he can be are those two things that you're confident can transfer to the NFL for Tyson? Yes, I think Tyson's mobility, one of the things is, you know, you look at his NFL draft and he ran a 4-8 and at the combine and those type of things. Like, he's he's a very sneaky athlete. You know, people look at Tyson, they're like, oh, he's 6'3", 220, or whatever he is now. But 
you know, he's pretty mobile. And one of the things I always tease him about is we never ran him at Shepherd because mm-hmm. we didn't want him to get hurt. Yeah, understandably <laughs> you know, like, so. We don't, want anything, we don't want anything to happen. But now you see him here, and it's like I look back and I'm like, man, but we were we not running him enough because I mean, what he did in the preseason and even mm-hmm. on on Sunday, you know, I mean, he's I think he's very he is mobile enough to be able to do what he needs to do. And I think with his arm strength, I, I think one of the things with Tyson is he has a very strong arm. He's very accurate. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things, too, like, you know, when you look at quarterbacks, like, yes, arm strength is important, but I think it's really important, like, your anticipation, your, again, your ability to process information to yeah. get the ball where it needs to be on time because you can make a lot of plays with your arm and maybe you don't have the, the strongest arm in the league, but I feel pretty confident his ability to process and get the ball there. I think he'll be okay. Yep, and that's definitely what we want to hear because, uh, like I said, we we've had we've been in just quarterback purgatory in Chicago for a very long time, and <laughs> it's we. I, I'm not saying people are giving up on Justin Fields because he's definitely shown flashes, but anytime that there's somebody that comes in, that number one personality sticks out, and you really seem to like the kid already, and you want to root for them. So that's one thing that Tyson is coming into a fan base that number one is just like waiting and begging for that final that that opportunity to finally have somebody where they're like wow like Chicago finally has a quarterback and so it's it's in the it's in this kind of question mark area right now but it's definitely a big weekend for him um, because it this could kind of lead to what the Bears do for the rest of the season and into this offseason. Um, but final one, because I feel like I have to mention this, uh, a big personality, his dad, Travis, and that's something that a lot of people, we've seen videos, we've heard about him, arm, wrestle, arm, arm wrestling champion. How much did his dad factor into kind of the, ty- the way Tyson practiced and the way him de- he dedicated himself to football? You know, I would say one of the things, like, it's, it's funny because they're so close, but Travis and Tyson are very different. Like Travis will let you know when he beats you and he'll <laughs> let you know how good he is and everything. And Tyson, what's amazing with Tyson is that he has the same confidence, uh, the same preparation, you know, everything that it takes to be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tyson is just very, you know, he, he's a great teammate. He's a great person all those type of things. It's just, it's, it's just funny because Travis is just so different, mm-hmm. but they are, they are thick as thieves. Uh, Travis is one of the best people you'll ever meet. Um, you know, he was such a huge supporter at Shepherd, such a huge supporter of Tyson and their family. You know, it's pretty inspiring because they're all so close. That was one of the reasons that Tyson chose to stay at Shepherd mm-hmm. was because of, you know, of Travis and his family and, and all of them being right there. Um, but no, if you ever have a chance to be able to go out on a Saturday night with Travis, I can promise you, I, I can promise you, you're going to have a good time. <laughs> I, I feel like I can tell that from afar. The moment I started watching anything about his dad, any interviews, I was like, this guy would be wonderful to hang out with at least one night. Uh, one more coach, because I do want to talk about this. It's really cool when you watch a player, you, you saw this kid kind of go from this high school player and lead in his freshman year to not being drafted, but an undrafted guy who gets picked picked up by a team like the Chicago Bears and then wins over a, a position battle with P.J. Walker, who has a, is more a veteran quarterback. How cool was that for you to kind of see as Tyson progressed through this and now is getting to start this weekend in the NFL? You know, it was funny because actually just talking to Tyson a couple of days ago, it was, you know, it's one of those things where it, it, it's amazing to see as a coach because as a coach you want to see – those kids be successful, not only football, just in life in general, but it's also one of those things that, you know, you kind of have that humble confidence. It's, you know, since, 
since day one with Tyson and how he played and how he prepared, it's almost not a shock. Like it's one of those things where you just you just knew that he was different and mm-hmm. you knew that this was you know, there was gonna be an opportunity and especially in the NFL, like it's it's such a tough league and, and everything and you gotta have things fall your way, but for Tyson to have this opportunity um, really gratifying to see as a coach, but at the same time, I wouldn't say that I'm shocked because yeah. just the way that he handles his business day in, day out, um, it doesn't mean, uh, you know, he's going to be perfect on Sunday or anything else. But, mm-hmm. I mean, like, if if any if anyone's done the right things every single day to prepare for this moment, uh, really have a lot of confidence in Tyson. Well, Coach, we're super excited. Like I said, it's a big weekend for Tyson, but it's also, it seems like, He's the type of guy that will be able to handle the moment. Uh, Never once in camp or preseason did I ever feel like a a moment was too big for him, and I'm not expecting it to be this this weekend, even last weekend. You know, there was there was a couple mistakes here and there, but he uh, I can point to many mistakes that was were happening on the offensive line and other places where I was like, this poor kid is getting thrown into this game where every snap from the center was like two feet over his head. But uh, so hopefully, hopefully they get those tamed down, and Tyson has some big opportunities this weekend because. It'll it's de- it'll definitely be fun to watch, and then obviously it makes things a little interesting for the Bears, but it gives us somebody else to cheer for. Um, again, thanks so much for hopping on with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, good luck to you guys the the rest of the season too. All right, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, thanks to Coach Walker and Coach Hyatt. That was uh, really cool. You know, it, it's a, as I mentioned, an unfortunate situation because. We do not want to see Justin Fields get hurt. You do not want to see your QB1 go down, especially he was struggling in that game, but the two weeks prior really looked like things were starting to click with him and DJ Moore, and the offense was looking a little more lively. Then this last week happened, and Cody Whitehair was snapping the ball to the moon, and Justin Fields was getting sacked, and Justin Fields was uh, missing some opportunities when it came to kind of calling to move the line uh, and read blitzes. Uh, there's a lot. There were some issues, and then he gets hurt. And he gets hurt on a play that could have been majorly avoided. But I'm sure we'll talk to talk about that more to come as we know more about what exactly the, the extent of the injury and everything that goes along with that. But at the moment, Tyson Bajant, Tyson Bajant, it looks like he is, unless some miraculous healing happens within the next few days, Tyson Bajant will be starting this weekend making his debut in the NFL and so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. It's going to arise all sorts of questions moving forward with the Chicago Bears of what they do with Justin Fields, of what they do at the quarterback position, uh, especially if Bajant comes out and he is looking like what people saw at Shepard and Martinsburg and what both coaches were very vocal about was his accuracy, his uh, his anticipation, his 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 ability to be able to read and really understand certain situations on the football field. And that's something that uh, is very needed, obviously, and especially right now with the struggles that maybe the line is having in certain areas and some of the struggles that Justin Fields has had in these first the, the first start of this season. But it's definitely uh, depending Actually, either way, honestly, if this goes bad this week and if this goes good this week and there's going to be questions moving forward uh, of what the Bears are going to do at that position because uh, it's you've got to figure it out. At some point, we have to figure it out. And I'm not closing the door on Justin Fields. That's not what I'm doing in this podcast because I do think that there are so many good attributes to him and we've seen so many good things and we have seen progress in certain areas. We haven't seen as much progress in others that we would like and that's where the questions start to arise. But... It's cool to have a guy like this come in, undrafted rookie, making his NFL debut, 
and now has a week to practice really behind the ones and really get, you know, start getting some connections going with uh, Mooney and DJ Moore, and hopefully they get this run game uh, more involved. Not sure exactly what's going on with Roshan yet. I know he has a he had the concussion miss last week. Uh, we, we will we will be missing Khalil Herbert for a little bit, so it's going to be a, a Roshan Deonta Foreman um, and Darrington Evans few weeks, I guess we could name it. Not sure how long this, uh, how long or how much they're going to use those guys. Uh, we heard uh, his college coach, Coach Hyatt, mention about his ability to be mobile. The reason they didn't use him as much that way and at Shepard is because they didn't want him to get hurt. And obviously, we don't want him to get hurt either. But he does have that ability. He has the deep arm ability. He has the anticipation ability. Let's just see how quickly and how much it can transfer to the NFL. Um, and it, it's going to be interesting. But it's uh, definitely an unfortunate situation for Justin Fields, and I'm super bummed for the kid because he puts everything, he puts his heart and soul and body on the line every single week to play for the Chicago Bears. And unfortunately, once again, for the third season in a row, he's suffering an injury because things uh, weren't quite going the way that they were supposed to go. But that is, um, right now, we're looking ahead to Tyson Bajant, what I'm calling secret Bajant time in Chicago. And hopefully we have at least a fun, entertaining game and weekend and the offense is flowing as much as possible. There's going to be mistakes. He's a rookie and he played at a D2 school. That doesn't mean he can't be successful. There's successful uh, D2 players in the NFL right now. So Matthew Judon, uh, Tyreek Hill, guys like that. So let's just cheer for the guy. He's our QB1 this weekend, most likely, as I said. It hasn't been officially announced, but it seems like it's going to. It may honestly be officially announced by the time this podcast comes out because right now it's Wednesday night. I'm releasing this Thursday morning, so if something changes in between that time, then disregard this part. But either way, uh, there's a little bit about Tyson Bajant and how he is now a Chicago Bear and the path that kind of led him down that, and I'm sure we'll be learning a lot more about him on and off the field in these upcoming weeks. So, again, thanks so much for listening This is Making Monsters, and I'm Taylor Dahl.